Hello and welcome to episode 31 of Risk and Reward, the golf podcast from Winning Edge Investments that aims to keep you on the right side of the betting ledger. Rod Murray at the controls as we head to the last tournaments of the Southern Summer, both the men and women in action this week with the New South Wales Women's Open at Dubbo and the Chaps in New Zealand for the NZ Open in stunning Queenstown. There's international golf as well and we'll touch on all of it as we go. But before we do that, let me introduce my regular co-host and the expert of the group, John Evans former tournament golfer, lifelong punter, and soon to be the proud owner of a brand new hip. J.E., nil by mouth for you this evening, but it'll all be worth it by this time tomorrow when you'll be jogging the halls of St. Vincent's Hospital showing off your new titanium joint. You must be excited. I'm excited by the... uh, I've been waiting for 28 months, but I'm I'm not sure. I think jogging's out. (laughs) Maybe on the the Thursday. (laughs) Jogging's out. Jogging's out according to the instructions I've received forever. That's all right. I oh, well, can play golf. That'll be the big. I was going to say, considering considering you never jogged before, it probably won't bother you too much never to jog again. So that's all no, right. I jogged strangely enough. I jogged till I was sixty. Is that right? I, yeah, I've always been a runner. Probably what uh, buggered your hip. In fact, I'm the only guy you know who's one at a one at a hundred yards in a mile. You are. You absolutely are. You're the only bloke I know who could run 100 yards or a mile. So you're way in front there. Good to see you back on the course soon too, moving freely and no doubt shooting your age and below in pretty quick time. Before we get to this week's bets, a quick hat tip and thank you to the people that make the podcast possible. Winning Edge Investments, they provide industry-leading betting tips, advice and education across several areas, not the least of them being golf. The philosophy at Winning Edge is to treat betting as a business and help punters make intelligent investments for long-term success. If you're not sure what that means, check out this week's blog post by WA Tips and Ratings about when to bet and why in light of recent changes to government legislation. It's in-depth stuff that you're not likely to see anywhere else, and there's a link to it in the show notes below. I'm pointing even though you can't see it because it's an audio medium. The same long-term investing philosophy applies to the golf products with Winning Edge's other newsletters, where value is the key word. We're not looking for winners every week, just one or two at the right price each year, and the strategy pays off in spades. The aim of the podcast is to provide some entertaining and informative insight along the way, notably looking at why J.E. makes some of the selections he does, while also discussing a bit about the great game of golf as well. If you like what you hear each week, why not consider signing up for a subscription? You'll get access to all of J.E.'s tips instead of just the few we release here, and because you're a listener, You'll also get a 25% discount off the cover price. So instead of $150 a month, it'll only set you back $112.50. If you sign up for a 3 or 12-month subscription, the package comes with a profit guarantee. Just follow the link in the show notes below. Enter the promo code GOLF25 at the checkout. That's the homework out of the way. Let's get on to some actual golf. I wanted to start with a shout-out this week, J.E., to listener Simon, who spotted me in the crowd at Bonville last week came up to say good day and shake my hand. It was nice to meet you, Simon. I hope you enjoyed what turned out to be a pretty special and remarkable week up there at Bonville with Steph Kiriakou, young amateur from Sydney, giving the pros a lesson in golf. J.E., I'm not sure if you had her in your list last week. I don't think anyone could have predicted the performance that she put on, to be fair. Well, it's very interesting. I've, I've watched the girls who've come through that amateur Australian amateur program, Robin Choi and Hannah Lee, um, who I have tipped in the past, and um, had I known how good a player that I now know Stephanie Kiriakou is, I'd have put her definitely put her in. But I, of course, I, I didn't have that knowledge. Um, fantastic performance. I mean, apparently she shot a course record off the men's tees. Yeah, 
which is a phenomenal achievement. And and just to watch her in the last round cruise through it, I don't think this will be a last win, Rod. It won't. I'll be honest with you, J.E. I met Steph for the first time last year. Terrific kid, personality to burn, great attitude to life and to golf. Bubbly on the outside, a little bit chatty, a bit like Trevino, probably not so much on the course, but lots of chatter uh, each and every day. Clearly a competitor burning within. And I'll be honest with you, J.E., I'm not sure Steph knew what she was capable of before this past week. She's a changed person. I could tell she was a little bit different. You know, she's she's a year older, obviously, and at that age, a year is a long time. She's a year older than she was last year, but my goodness, on the golf course, uh, it was just an exhibition on the Sunday in particular. I mean, good players shoot good scores. We know that, J.E. Everybody in that field could shoot 63 on their day. It's the players who turn the 75s into 70 that do the job. She didn't need to do that. She went out on Sunday, and it was over by the 10th hole, truth be told. She had five birdies on the bounce to close out the front nine. Then birdied the 10th, and uh, no one was going to catch her from there. She would have had to have had something disastrous to happen. It just wasn't the case. So really impressive stuff. Couldn't happen to a nice young woman. She's turned professional today, so she'll play as a pro in the New South Wales Women's Open this week at Dubbo. I'll be there for that as well. I'm going to go up there on Thursday to help cover it for the Golf New South Wales team who organise it. Uh, but, yeah, just a, a fantastic week. And, and, and terrific for Simon to uh, – he spotted me by my voice, J.E., he came up to me, he said... I, I heard he said you were the straight man. Are you the funny one off the, the podcast, yeah, Pete podcast, he said, he said to me. And I he said, said you're the funny one. He yes, said, I, I am, I said. I'm sure he said funny, J.E. Yeah, maybe he said Paul. I think, sure. got, I think you're the straight man. <laughs> if you're not the straight man, we've got to change this whole system we're, around. We're in trouble. So, uh, good stuff. How did, how did we go last week after that? Did we do as well as Steph? Well, we had an interesting scenario where I had tipped... The young Australian, Zach Murray, who I watched win the New, New Zealand Open last year and who also won the WA Open as an amateur. And I thought to myself, this kid's got something and he's gone over to Dubai and proved it. So I put him in at $20 for the top 20. And uh, I also put him, uh, the, that night I went back and checked the prices and he drifted out to 32. So I put him in again. So, um, had he won, we would have had a huge pay payday. He was 15th with after three rounds, and unfortunately he didn't putt as well in the last round as he had previously and as he has done in previous tournaments and just dropped out of the top 20. I had a, I had a sort of a brainwave at the same time when I saw that uh, Cam Smith, there was seven strokes outside the top 20, was $90 to finish in the top 20 with one round to play, and I tipped him at $90. I figured he had to shoot about six under, so he was seven under after 15, uh, having eagled the 10th, drove, drove the green hole the putt for an eagle, birdied the 11th, birdied 14 and 15, and I thought, this is going to make it, and at that stage he was tied for 20th. He unfortunately hit the ball into eight feet the last two holes and didn't hold either of them and finished up getting nosed out by one, so... What was could have been an unbelievable uh, week turned into a very ordinary affair, which um, I kicked the cat later <laughs> on that day. Well, what a shame you don't own a cat. I wonder whose cat that was that you put the boot into, I'm sure. Any you know, cat I could find. Yeah, that's exactly right, yes. It's, uh, 
it'll break your heart at any time this game won't it let's move on to this week je there's lots to uh, lots to talk about as we mentioned the women are back at the new south wales women's open at dubba i like what they're doing with this tournament je it's traveling around to regional new south wales i can't imagine how long it's been since golf fans in dubba had the chance to watch professional golfers in a proper tournament play up close so that'll be a fantastic opportunity for them this week there's some there's more talent in these ladies european tour fields uh, than we possibly give them credit for i suspect who have you gone with for podcast peter the new south wales women's open where i'm guessing the markets are probably still pretty thin we are recording earlier because of your hip operation coming up tomorrow uh, but i'm sure you found something regardless well, I couldn't find. I don't think they're betting on the women's open on Betfair, so I only had to look at Bet365, and that's where our tips are, up, uh, 0.1 of a unit each way on Bet365. But I did find a player who I've kept an eye on called Min Yoon. Min A Yoon. Ah, uh-huh, good player. South, South Korean player mm-hmm. who finished second and fifth in her uh, most recent tournaments in South Korea. She's made three cuts in a row in Australia, hasn't lit the tournament scene up so far. But I've been keeping an eye on her, and I think that she will. So I've got her in at $81. And my other one is a girl called Nobuki Diamani. And I've got her in at um, $250, 351 I think it is, $250. might be $251. I've got her at $251 here. So, yeah. yeah, $251 each way. And the reason I've done that, she's from South Africa. And... She's won a tournament in South Africa, but she's unbelievably consistent. Her last four tournaments on the Ladies South African Tour, eighth, second, third, and fourth. Mm. So I've plucked her out of nowhere um, to her first tournament in Australia, and uh, it'll be very interesting to see how she goes. But they're all, it's, all, it's all of them as their first trip to Dubbo, so she probably won't be in any um, different circumstance to any of the other players. So they're my two there in the Women's Open on Bet365. Um, I might have marked another one here, did I, Brianna Gill? You did, and I was interested to see that because we interviewed Brianna, who was running second after the first round last week. Brianna turned pro late in life, uh, an extremely hard worker, describes herself as a complete golf nerd. Total change in attitude last week. She was heartbroken about missing out on qualifying for the Australian Women's Open. That's her major each year. Uh, Had a bit of a boo and uh, sorted herself out, told herself to get on with it. Someone's got to win this week, she told me. Why not me? She finished eighth at Bonville, which is probably her best result, I'm guessing, or near enough to. I like this tip. She's in a mood. She's a player who's decided enough ordinary golf is enough. Get on with it and do what you know you can do. So I do like that tip. At $176, you've got her at. Yeah, I'd, I've seen her play quite well on a number of other occasions too. So I don't think this is, I don't think last week was a one-off. But having finished eighth last week, um, I, it'd be pretty difficult for Stephanie Kirakiu to repeat her effort. I would say, particularly with having turned pro and all of the hoopla that's been surrounding her. Although I must say, it was very disappointing not to see the tournament results on the Channel Nine News when I watched uh, uh, Sunday night. But anyway, that's. It's an, issue, issue it's an issue for golf. The game is disappearing from free-to-air television in virtually all its forms weekly. And that, well, it's got that, to be on the news. Well, I, mean, that story, I think it's got to be on the news. Well, that story you know? went international, J.E. That, that is absolutely on sports editors at television stations. When a 19-year-old amateur wallops a field of professionals by eight shots, I don't care what the venue is or what tier tournament it is, that's a story. It's man-bites-dog stuff, and shame on them for not acknowledging it. 
Well, I think it's possibly the fact that um, SBS had um, had telecasted, and uh, there'd be some kind of you know fractional jealousy there, which is crazy. But well, that's, I think that's it was, still I think it was a tragedy. It was a story. It was a great yeah, story. It's shameful. They should be ashamed of themselves. They're supposed to be journo's, J.E., not not cheerleaders for only the products that they have on their own networks. Uh, they're supposed to be reporting the news on the news, and that story is news. It's gone around the world. Yeah, the story's all over the world. It was, it was an unbelievable performance. Well, I mean, the fact yeah. that she shot the course record yeah. off the men's tees, the fact that she won by so many, and, mm-hmm. the, and that she's a, she's from New South yeah. Wales. She's from Sydney. Marilla. All that's news. It, of course well, it is. So yeah. it's to their eternal shame. And we should ignore them as much as they're ignoring us in that sense. My rant is over. Let's move on to the Oman Classic on the European Tour. It's a funny tournament, this one, J.E. The, the scoring always seems to be very high at this course. Yeah, well, I found a bloke that I, I, I'm sure you know, a fella called Marcus Armitage. And um, I know the name. I wouldn't pretend to know much of it, but, but he's one of those names you always see on the leaderboard, which tells you that he probably makes a lot of cuts. Well, more than that, he's um, he's finished first and second, I think, uh, not too distant past, and he's got out here to three hundred dollars or two hundred, might be two hundred, two fifty, I believe, Matt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, two. He's at two fifty, and I thought that was um, mm-hmm. that was way over the odds. He he, he ought to be in the top uh, top ten or twelve with his form. Very very nice guy, and one hell of a player. I've watched him quite a bit, so I put him in now. Could you just uh, help me here, Rod? My other two marked players were... Bailey Gill. Yeah, now, Bailey Gill, Bailey Gill is... Um, Bailey Gill's a beauty. He's, he's well over the odds here. I, look, I worked out, I worked down the system, and Bailey Gill won last week. He's had three professional starts, 35, 12, and 1. Mm. And he's he's at three fifty on Bet three six five, but he's a thousand dollars on Betfair. I don't think Betfair have figured it out. I think I think that Bet three six five are aware of his previous performances, but they're not on Betfair. So that thousand dollars for podcast Pete is way over the odds. That's one of those bets. One of those a year, J E. And uh... well, we get one of those probably one every fortnight, but. But that's that's how we find our winners at big odds is, is, is being able to sort the wheat from the chaff. Indeed. Now, I've only got a couple of in-play bets in here uh, for you. Others. We've only got the two there at the Omar Open for podcast. But I think that's enough given how early it is in the week. Yeah, no, well, I agree. And uh, the in-play bets, we can't give those out because um, the subscribers are waiting for those prices to be hit. That's exactly right. So we'll, uh, we'll move on. The Honda Classic on the PGA Tour, this is tended to be one of the bigger events most years, although the way the scheduling has fallen the last couple of years, a lot less of the big-name players teeing up in this event than we're probably used to. Uh, and I think I really like the two that you've found here. Have you got them in front of you? Yeah, you read them out, and I'll go through their pedigree. Sung You'll Know and Chris Stroud, both at $1,000. Let's start with Sung You'll Know. Yeah, well, the reason that we're able to pip these out early is because um, they're not going to drift $1,000 of the top price on Betfair, so that's why I can send them out. I'm going to have other bets. The market was very immature, uh, as it always is on a Tuesday, but they're not going to sh- they're not going to drift. They'll probably shorten. Soon you'll know was a top 20 player regularly on the uh, PGA Tour until he had to do his compulsory military service for two years in Korea. And 
a lot of those players, um, the best example is uh, Sung Man Bay, who was also a very, very good player. He's come back and he has found it hard to hit form. But soon you'll know, first tournament he came back, he'd obviously done a lot of work. Perhaps he was working for a general who played golf. He uh, he played quite well in his first couple of events. So I just thought the $1,000, once he has, strikes a bit of form, which we hope is this week, uh, he will shorten down into the hundreds. So um, so soon you'll know at 1000 The other one's Chris Stroud. Um because Chris Stroud has um, – he's run ninth there. He's run ninth, twelfth and thirteenth in the last six years. He's had more miscuts than uh, pot dinners on the rest of the tournaments, but he obviously plays well in this event. So you can guess that I'll probably be following up on the top 20 and top 40. Uh-huh. Well, those prices aren't uh, there to be, to be had as yet. But those – I noticed those, uh, he's, he's only missed the cut once uh, in this event and he's played the last seven or eight years. And as I say, ninth, twelfth and thirteenth means that he'll be in the in the picture. That's a very odd record, isn't it? Maybe maybe it's his home course, J.E. Maybe he lives nearby. Well, and it'll be just one that suits his game. He's not a long hitter, Chris, but he's a, he's a pretty tidy player and it might require accuracy off the tee, I would say. Mm. But coming back coming back to – there is one bloke here that I haven't mentioned to you, but I want to tell you because I've watched a few of his fitness videos, VJC. Oh, my goodness. He's an animal, isn't he? Can you see that? Can you see that? Like he, he, he hits about 100. He hits a, a, a truck tyre because he'd ruin a, a car tyre. It's a truck tyre with a sledgehammer about 100 times in a row now. I reckon you could put half the US tour on there and they wouldn't be able to hit the thing 50. He's, uh, he, he's, he, he's, he throws a medicine ball 25 foot high. He's unbelievably fit. Yeah. I mean, he's fitter than he was when he was 20. Yeah, agreed. And his performance at this tournament in in the last uh, two, four, six times he's played, fourth, sixth and sixth. Okay. So there's a tip for you. And he finished 29th in his last PGA Tour start. Okay. So fourth, sixth and sixth, just sufficient Evidence to me that he will be at big odds, top 10, top 20, and top 40. He's only got a putt decently, doesn't he? He's still, as you say, he's super fit, super flexible, still hits it probably as long as he ever has. What would he be now, 52, 53, BJ? He's, 50, he's 53 years old, and, and I'll tell you what, if you ever, if you want to watch something that will give you a, um, a fillip, watch him doing the various fitness videos that he does. He's unbelievable. He's just unbelievable. What it will give you, Jay, he's a hernia. Just watching it. It's extraordinary the yeah, well, stuff he does. I, I won't be doing those exercises out no. of the hip, but I, I will be doing some, but yeah, not don't, those. Don't try this at home would be my idea of the VJ exactly. exactly. routine. Well, mate, we better let you go. Just a shorter show tonight because, uh, as we know, you've got surgery tomorrow. Best of luck with that. Look forward to chatting to you when you come out. And I know that when you come out, you'll be scouring the fields from the hospital bed there despite the pain, looking for some more. Uh, the markets on New Zealand aren't up as yet for the New Zealand Open. It is too early in the week, obviously. But there's enough there for Podcast Beat. And subscribers, Steve, will get some more uh, before tomorrow night or Thursday morning, I would think, to look at and think about. But... Uh, Best of luck to you, my friend. We'll uh, we'll, be, we'll chat to you tomorrow. I uh, hope it all goes well for you. Thanks very much, Rod. I'd say that uh, if I wake up on Thursday, I'll be definitely doing some more tips, yeah, at right. least at the Honda. Let's be completely honest, J.E. You've got nothing else to do, mate, so there's no excuse not to. You'll be yeah, lying in the hospital bit. 
You know, you got Wi-Fi. Yeah. Get on with it. I got, I got Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you on Skype. Take care. Episode thirty-one. Risk and reward. In the book, I'm sure we all wish JE the best for tomorrow. We wish him the best for all of those tips, and let's hope some of those uh, come home this week on the world's betting circuits. We'll see you again next week for episode 32 of Risk and Reward. <laughs>